Lara, are you ready for an adventure? Yes, Leo, let's go! I'm gonna go full steam, I'm gonna chase my dreams I feel so alive, I'm gonna live a big life! Big life. The Big Life Kids Podcast is produced by Big Life Journal. We create engaging resources to help kids develop a growth mindset so they can face life's challenges with confidence. Come check out our journals, printable kits, and posters at BigLifeJournal.com. Big Life Kids, get surprises delivered to your inbox. Subscribe to our email list at BigLifeJournal.com. and signets, toads and nightingales, swallow your tongues and unruffle your feathers. It's time for a battle of the century. It's time for... Beanbag Battleships Lakeside Edition. <laughs> Attention! Captain on deck, look alive! Thank you, Lieutenant Turkey Boy. Listen up, team. We're going to need all hands on deck for this one. On the other side of this lake, Leo and his team of ferocious sea slugs are waiting for us to make one wrong move. Uh, Hey, we can hear you over there, you know. Don't be fooled by his appearance. Leo is a tactical genius. He'll do whatever it takes to defeat us. Aw, thanks, Zara. You're welcome. Now, do we want to win this game of Beanbag Battleship's Lakeside Edition? Or do we want to crush this game of Beanbag Battleship's Lakeside Edition? Yeah! Let's crush them! Yeah. We can totally <laughs> beat them! <laughs> and now, as uh, independent adjudicator, it's my job to go over the ground rules. <clears throat> Beanbags will be thrown in a tactical manner at each other's ships. Beanbags that land on your opponent's ship will receive ten points. Beanbags that land in the lake, no points! <clears throat> and lastly, there will be no beanbagging anybody on purpose. Aim for the ship, not the player. Uh, is that it? Yes. Haven't you forgotten about the additional rule? Oh. <sighs> Players can randomly shout Koi Party at any point in the game, which means we all have to flap around like koi fish. Woo! Let's party! Uh, I mean, um, <clears throat> let's battle. Okay, team, let's go out there and show them what we're made of. By the wit of our minds and the strength of our hearts, we will emerge victorious! Yeah! <laughs> nice one, Zara. Round of applause for a speech well made. Leo, aren't you going to give an inspirational speech to your team? You know, hype them up a bit? Oh, right. <clears throat> team... What Zara said, but about us! <sighs> Let the beanbag battle commence! After you, Captain Zara. A 
Okay, Lieutenant Turkey Boy, fire into quadrant E3, over by the Duck Island. Firing, boom! Direct hit! Yes! <sighs> well played, Turkey Boy. There's more where that came from. Your move, Captain Leo. <clears throat> Listen up, everybody! Aye, aye, Captain. Uh, we're not pirates, Graham. Arr! Whatever you say, Captain. Let the scurvy hounds have it. I guess it can't hurt to have some interesting personalities on board. The clock is ticking, Captain Leo. Uh, Graham, fire into quadrant A12, next to the giant frog statue. Ready, aim, fire! Woohoo! Gotcha! Not bad for a rookie, but that was just a warm-up round. Let me show you how a real captain does it. Cannon one, Fire into quadrant F2. Fire! Uh, misfire, Captain. We missed. I can see that, Lieutenant Turkey Boy. <laughs> Better luck next time. Maybe this rookie can teach you a thing or two. Cannon 2, fire on quadrant B4. Uh, before what, Captain? Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Sounds like your team has some trouble following orders, Captain Leo. Uh, okay, scrap that. Fire on quadrant B3, to the left of the lake monster. Firing! Ah yes! Woo! Take that! Looks like we're winning, and you're not. Captain Zara, critical hit to our starboard side. And you've fallen overboard too! Thanks, Lieutenant Obvious. Uh, I mean, Turkey Boy. <sighs> if you're finished swimming, it's your turn, Captain Zara. Unless you're ready to give up. I'll show you. We're about to send that pile of sticks you call a ship to the bottom of this lake. Why don't you try not missing this time? <laughs> Why don't you try just... Crew, huddle up for a strategy session. That's actually kind of funny. Okay, it's time to engage the triple cannon, which shoots three beanbags at once. Prepare yourself. Triple cannon, fire on F3 behind the weeping willow tree. Whoa, 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 hold up. A triple cannon? That's not fair. Is it not fair? you just afraid to lose? Well, then we've just installed a quadruple cannon. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Oh, you will. Good. Fine. Great. Turkey boy, you heard me. Triple cannon on quadrant F3. Direct hit. <laughs> they don't call me turkey boy for nothing. A fun fact, bowling three strikes in a row is known as a turkey. Oh, turkey boy, I get it now. It is on like a swan eating melon in Taiwan. That's not even how you pronounce melon. It's how they pronounce it in Spain. Oh, get on with it. Crew, we're done playing fair. It's time to release our secret weapon. Are you sure? That's more like it. Graham, initiate the make it rain maneuver. Fire on all quadrants. All quadrants? Leo, that's not- Fire! Turkey down. Oh, no. Captain, I've been being bugged. 
I'm just not having fun anymore. Tis madness, this. No! Winning is what makes the game fun. How would you know since you're losing? How would you know since you're losing? Listen to yourselves. You've forgotten why we started playing in the first place. Uh, to crush the enemy. To be better than anyone else. To have <gasps> fun. Maybe they're right. This has gotten a little out of hand. I just get so competitive. <laughs> I get more competitive than you do. Do not. Do too. Ah, uh, we're at it again. We need to find a way to be better rivals. Hmm. Now that you mention it, I can't think of two siblings that competed against each other and still managed to stay friends. It was the 2001 U.S. Open Women's Tennis Finals. Venus Williams stepped out onto the center court. After years of hard work, she felt ready for this match. But she was also nervous. Her opponent walked out of the tunnel. They locked eyes and shared a secret smile that no one else could understand. Venus was about to play a championship match in front of the whole world. And her opponent? was her little sister. When they were growing up, Venus and Serena Williams loved to play make-believe. Venus was always the wizard, and Serena was always the princess. As the older sister, Venus liked to take care of Serena. She let her borrow clothes, lunch money. She even let Serena share her bed sometimes. <laughs> Serena looked up to her sister a lot. She wanted to do whatever Venus was doing. When Venus laughed, <laughs> Serena laughed louder. When Venus cried, Serena cried harder. At restaurants, she would change her order just so she could eat whatever Venus was eating. So naturally, when Serena saw her sister pick up a tennis racket for the first time, she decided to do it too. Venus and Serena lived in Compton, California. The tennis courts in their neighborhood had broken nets and were covered in shards of glass. But that didn't stop Venus and Serena. They played tennis before and after school. By the end of every day, Venus and Serena had hit 500 volleys each. While other kids were at parties, Venus and Serena played their 10,000th game against each other. Together, they learned how to run faster, bend lower, and smash the ball harder than all the other kids. When Venus was 14, she became a pro tennis player. A year later, so did Serena. As the older sister, Venus was focused on setting a good example for Serena. And as the little sis, Serena knew that if her sister could do it, so could she. In professional tennis, big tournaments are known as Grand Slams. The first time the sisters played in a Grand Slam match, Venus was 17 and Serena was 16. Even though Serena had beaten many pro players before, she was no match for her sister. Venus beat Serena, but afterwards, they shook hands 
and hunt it all out. In 2000, Venus became the world champion on the beautiful grass courts of Wimbledon. That night, Serena celebrated with Venus as if she had won the title herself. They stayed up late to party and celebrate. But the very next day, they had another match. And this time, they were on the same team. Together, Venus and Serena played the game of their lives and became doubles champions. For Venus, being world champion didn't change anything. Her best friend was still her little sister, and the thing she wanted most was to see Serena succeed alongside her. When Serena walked out to play against Venus in the 2001 US Open final, the crowd didn't know what to expect. Would Venus win again? Would the loser get angry? Would they stay friends? Serena played aggressively. She hit the ball harder than Venus, but she also missed more shots. Venus was calmer. She didn't try to hit so hard, but she made her shots count. In the end, Venus won 6-2-6-4. At the end of the match, they slapped hands playfully, and Venus reminded her little sister that she loved her. After all, rivals can also be friends. <laughs> Serena played Venus in Grand Slam finals four more times in France, England, the US, and Australia. But to everyone's surprise, Serena beat her older sister every single time. The whole world watched as Serena stepped out of her sister's shadow. Now, people weren't calling the competitions Grand Slams anymore. They were calling them Serena Slams. Beyond every trophy and title, Venus and Serena have prized one thing above all else, sisterhood. They're grateful to have experienced something no other sisters ever have, to be the best tennis players in the world. And no matter what the future brings, they'll always be the best of friends. Venus and Serena were good at working together and competing against each other. That's pretty amazing. I guess it took a lifetime of hard work to get there. Not to mention a shared love of tennis. Oh, love's indeed a mighty force that carries us on the wings of angels. <laughs> there, there. Squinks a lot. Wait. His name is Squinksalot? What did you think it was? Independent adjudicator? Oh, it's no weirder than Squinksalot. Leo! <clears throat> I mean, uh, you're right, Squinksalot. Love does carry us onto the helicopter of happiness. Or whatever you said. I guess we have been a bit too focused on winning no matter what. We should try to play fair and admit when we're wrong. Uh, there is one other rule I forgot to mention. Uh, 
what's that? The meet me at the helm rule. Whenever things get out of hand, any player can shout, meet me at the helm. And everybody has to go to the helm and admit what they did wrong. I think it's time for a meet me at the helm then. It was wrong of us to triple cannon, you guys. Sorry. That's okay. We shouldn't have quadrupled cannoned you back either. Saz. I'd rather battle a true equal and accept defeat like a hero than fight dirty. Agreed. It's just a game after all. We should use our competitiveness to make each other stronger, like Serena and Venus. Sounds like a plan to me. Shall we give this another go? I'm in. Lieutenant Tricky Boy? Me too. Graham? Me three. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go! Tricky Boy, play that epic battle music. Your move, Captain Leo. Prepare yourselves for a koi party! Hey, Big Life Kids! Want to have even more Big Life Kids podcast fun? Then check out our website, where we've got lots of fun activities in our podcast kits. Go to BigLifeJournal.com to get started. The Big Life Kids podcast is produced by Big Life Journal. Go to BigLifeJournal.com and use promo code BIGLIFEKIDS to get your growth mindset journal with a 15% discount. If you like this podcast and want more episodes, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. See you in the next episode.